Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. If you're feeling like, I don't know my purpose, I'm discouraged, like do something to get outside your head and go let somebody. I believe that the opposite of depression It's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Gusto for supporting this podcast. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dreamjob. We're also supported by Mighty Networks. Do you think a community is hard to build? You're right. But with Mighty Networks, it practically runs itself. Get three months free when you sign up for a year at mightynetworks.com slash dreamjob. Also thanks to Fiverr. Fiverr's Marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and much more. Take five and check out fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code dreamjob. Thanks to Billy for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Billy delivers premium razors direct to you for half the price of what you find in the store. For a limited time, get 10% off your razor at mybilly.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I was uh, spending some time this weekend doing something that's pretty radical for me. I've been taking better care of myself and it's truly life-changing. I've been waking up in the morning and going up to the hills in Bel Air and hiking and sitting and breathing and then either just having a cup of coffee or reading a book and just greeting myself at my own door. And every time I do it, it's only been a few times, but I feel like I start to tear up because I think for so long, I've been running so fast and doing and building and giving and serving. And I didn't even realize how exhausted I was or how in need I was of this. And what I'm referring to is not giving in my work. I love that. Um, But as a kid, I've told you before, but some of you might be new to the show and some of you may relate to this. When I was a kid, my parents were in so much pain. My mom was suffering from deep depression and anxiety and my dad was as well. And I was really taking care of them. And eventually my dad left and my mom spun into a really big breakdown and was very suicidal and I was taking care of her. And I think I forgot how to even notice what I needed 
And I didn't really have the kind of parents who were parenting me. I was more parenting them. So I think it's really important for all of us to take care of ourselves more. Uh, my friend Robin Euclid, when she was here, I don't know if you remember, but she said everything she does is in between her self-care appointments and she makes those non-negotiable. And I thought that was huge. I've never heard that before. But um, I saw this poet once in Dizon and he said, I gave myself care when it wanted destruction. And this is when my healing began. And I love that because sometimes our minds are racing and shouting such destructive things and we feel overwhelmed and confused and flooded. And that might be just the best time instead of listening to all of that and making decisions from that place or thinking that something is very wrong with you or with a situation, that might be a good moment just go take some care of yourself. So I hope that this week you will definitely keep that in mind. It's super important. I also want to just give a shout out to Adam J. Kurtz for being such a great guest on last week's show. And one of my favorite takeaways is when Adam talked about his definition of success and how for him, it's feeling like he's unabashedly doing the things he loves and helping people along the way. And I posted on my Instagram something he said, which is, I decided that success is just being able to do something that I enjoy and positively impacting even one person. And what's beautiful, and I hope that it's becoming clearer and clearer every time you listen, I am 100% certain that that is doable for every one of us, that we can make a living doing what we love, we can find the joy, and we can impact six people, 14 people, 35 people, and every single day, we can go to sleep at night knowing that we are making our our neighborhood, our community, the world just better. And I love that. And that's why I'm really excited about today's guest. And I will introduce her in just a second. Before we get to that, I just wanted to remind you that the Dream Ambassador team is growing with such incredible human beings coming together. And the very first assignment we gave you is due July 29th. When you go ahead and complete that, your rewards are going to be an upcoming online workshop called Dare to Dream, all about figuring out what you were meant to do. And then there's going to be a bonus workshop also being given to those who complete the first assignment. It's going to be a session with Sahara Rose talking about how to grow your audience. Also, everyone who completes the assignment by July 29th will be put into a raffle and I will be choosing five people and taking you to lunch with me at a beautiful spot in Bel Air. And I'll be choosing 10 people. You'll be in a raffle for that as well. I'll be choosing 10 people to give a mastermind coaching session to. So definitely come on over. It is free to join your ambassadors and you don't want to miss out on all these goodies. So you might want to check it out. Go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and you will find a pop-up where you can join us in the Dream Ambassadors and find out all the details on what's going down. Also, just want to give a few shout outs. So Jackie said she bought five copies of my book to share with her friends. She said, I have at least five people interested in a book club and we just need to set up our first meeting and logistics. That's super exciting. And Kathy from Brain Lair Bookstore in South Bend, Indiana said she owns her own bookstore and they pre-ordered copies of my book. And she also said, it would be such a boost to us entrepreneurs who quit their day job to bring literature, story time and authors to our communities. If you would encourage this audience to support their local indie bookstores, we would be so appreciative. So Kathy, your wish has been granted. You guys, if you have any indie bookstore near you or someone like Brandy Marpugo with a mobile bookstore, ask them if they can pre-order my book so you can get your copy there. And I will be happy to drop links to any of those indie bookstores when we are letting people know about my book. It'd be my pleasure to support you. Okay. So for today's episode, we have the wonderful Jordan Lee Dooley on the show. She's an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, a podcaster, and like many of you, a super multi-passionate soul. She's the founder of Soul Scripts, which began as a little Etsy store and evolved into a whole movement with one of my personal favorite taglines, your brokenness is welcome here. Jordan hosts the top rated She Podcast, which gives you the truths, tips, and actionable takeaways to help you really step into what you're meant to be without feeling like you have to do it all. And in May, she released her national bestselling book, Own Your Every Day, Overcome the Pressure to Prove and Show Up for What You Were Made to Do. I think that title alone will definitely speak to you. And the book is awesome. So I highly recommend you check it out. Everything she does is with the intention of helping multi-passionate people reach the best version of themselves and embrace their purpose in this life starting right where you are. You are absolutely going to love her. So please welcome the one and only Jordan Lee Dooley. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so pumped to be here. Yeah. You know, I found you probably like two years ago and I just thought the work you're doing in the world was just so bright and 
I just felt like you were such a beautiful soul and I wanted to connect with you for a long time. So I'm happy that you're here. Tell us sort of how this all started with Soul Scripts and why you started it and tell us like what it really is about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It has been such a journey. When I was uh, still a college student, actually, I was studying healthcare administration. But in the middle of that, I was finishing up my degree and I was talking with my mom after having gone to an interview for a job. And I told her, I said, you know, mom, I am not super excited about this career. Like I thought I would like it. And now after having interviewed and shadowed and kind of been in the industry a little bit, I'm feeling a little bit of concern and hesitation. Like, did I pick the wrong thing? And I think we've all been there where we wonder, like, did I make the wrong decision with my life? You know? And so she basically looked at me and she's like, okay, so don't do it. And at that point I was like, just a little ways away from graduating. It was too late to change my degree. You know, I was looking at her like, what? Don't do it. And she, you know, expanded on that and basically told me, don't neglect your responsibilities, finish school. You might end up getting a job in that field. You might not, but while you have these last seven, eight months or however long I had, she was like, give yourself the freedom to try some things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise try. Like you're a very creative person. And in the last four or five years, you've really not done anything with that because you've been so focused on school and outcomes and results and test scores and everything. And she said, I'm proud of you, but give yourself a little leeway to just try some things, just find a hobby you like. It might make you feel a little bit more fulfilled. So that led to this journey of creativity. I tried to, I was like, maybe I'll be like a commercial model. That didn't work out. I got rejected. Um, (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) maybe I'll do scrapbooking. Like I was just trying all these things. And at one point in that journey, um, I started hand lettering because I had just really always loved writing. And I always also, it kind of combined the creativity with the memory. Like if I wanted to remember notes from class Mm -hmm. or a quote that inspired me, like if I wrote it and it like kind of lettered it very intentionally, I would remember it more. And so I just started doing that on napkins and in notebooks and just for myself. And um, at one point, some of my sorority sisters had asked, they said like, Hey, my older sister's getting married or, Hey, I have a friend that's, you know, moving. Can you make me a little sign or can you let her on a card on a piece of stationery? So I just started doing that and I really loved it. And I was dating my husband at the time and he said, Jay, you know, you're really good at that. You should start an Etsy shop. And he, I'm like, the guy's a football player. I'm like, you know what an Etsy shop is? You know, it was like not even nearly as popular as, as it is now. It was just starting to become kind of a thing a lot more. And I was like, all right. So I did. I said, okay, well, I'll go for it. I mean, what could it hurt? I'm already creating this stuff for my friends. And so at the time, I would literally just write on like computer paper and put it in a frame. Like it was not very fancy. And then eventually it evolved into after I made my first sale, which was a really cool feeling. Like I'll never forget that feeling when it's like, oh my gosh, I made something that someone's willing to buy, you know? So yeah. after doing that, I just, I really wanted the words to be meaningful. That's why I called the, I called the Etsy store soul scripts because it was really like my scripts or my hand lettering. And it was something that was meant to like encourage your soul, whether it was, you know, something for your wedding or a quote that really had meaning or a verse that really impacted me or something that really had a little bit of meaning behind it and told a story. So anyways, that's kind of how it started. And it has gone through several stages of evolving and shifted and changed. I've always really felt like I don't really know what to do with this through the different seasons. So I've just kind of tried stuff with it. But um, for a long time, that's what it started as. And I would have friends help me package and ship these mugs that I would write on or journals that, you know, blank journals that I would write on. And they would sit on the floor and help me send these things across the world, which was so cool. And I think what really I took away from that and what really kind of sparked everything else I now do for women was the fact that we were all sitting on the floor and we are all, you know, from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different, you know, seasons in so many ways or different dreams. But these girls were my friends and they would sit there with me and package these things. And they believed in this silly little idea and dream that I had. You know, I didn't really expect it to lead to a career by any means, but we sat there and we talk about our dreams and share our ideas and, you know, encourage one another through our insecurities or heartbreaks or all the things that you go through as a young woman. And I started sharing those experiences online. So, you know, Soul Scripts wasn't no, it was no longer just like an Etsy shop with like lettered items. It was also like a place to tell stories because I was sharing stories of 
what I was learning from my friends and, you know, advice that we were trading yeah. and dreams we were sharing. So then that's kind of how the content creation it. piece of everything started because people started sharing it and my social media grew and it's just, yeah. So I don't really do the lettering anymore, but I still have a small little shop online that I still call that, you know, just to kind of preserve the beginning part of the story. Yeah. Although it's turned into many other things at this point. Yes. And it's just so special how you just spoke from the heart and started doing something. And your mom had such good advice, you know, like use the time just to be creative, just just see what happens. And you mm-hmm. tried a few things and then you started doing this this lettering and and it just really organically grew. And one of my very favorite things that you say, which I think is like your mantra, is your brokenness is welcome here. And when mm-hmm. I first read that, I had just never it almost makes me cry right now. Um, I I had never seen anyone say it just like that. And mm. I thought, who is this woman? Like, that is the <laughs> kindest, most healing thing. That is mm. what every person needs to hear. Like, your bruises and your scars, like everything you are, like, it's welcome. Tell us why that message is so important to you. Tell us why you have really leaned into that as your sort of tagline and your mission. And then let's talk about how we can accept our own brokenness and embrace ourselves rather than shaming who we are. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, it was honestly something that kind of just um, surfaced as I paid attention to what was happening when my friends would sit there. I mean, there were times when a friend would come in and she had just gone through a breakup. And we were like, okay, drop everything. We're not doing, you know, we're not shipping right now. We're going to talk through this. There were other times where someone was trying to get into med school and it didn't work out or someone feeling a massive insecurity or just really ashamed about something. And, you know, it was just kind of like that little place where we were packaging these items several years ago. It kind of just became a safe place where anybody was welcome to just show up with what they had and bring their baggage and be loved. And it wasn't like we planned that. It just kind of became that. And, you know, over the years, I feel like that's really what I just ultimately wanted to implement into my brand. Although my brand has evolved and grown into so many other things outside of Soul Scripts, it's like the very beginning stages, that tiny little seed that was started, it was very community-based from the beginning. I mean, even now with launching a book, like everything is about a community. How can I create a space where women are welcome to show up as they are so that they can grow. I think if we don't begin where we are, we're not really going to get to where we need to go. We kind of want to like jump past the struggle we might be going through or the experiences that we're having or the, you know, insecurities we're facing. And if you just slap a bandaid on that and pretend it's not there or try to like live with this facade, I don't think you actually make real tangible progress. I think you're just kind of living behind, like I said, a facade. And so it wasn't like I had this, you know, super grandiose plan with it, but I just was like, man, this is kind of a place where as we're sitting here packaging in this back in the infancy of it, it was like, this is just a place where like brokenness and imperfection and even dreams and all the good things too are welcome. But it's all of somebody, not just like the impressive parts or the good grades or the labels they wear or whatever it was. So, you know, that was kind of what inspired it. And I just kind of said it. And so many people grabbed onto it that I was like, well, maybe that's the little tagline we put on this Etsy store. And, you know, it just, I I just kind of held on to that tagline. I love it. It's so beautiful. And I, I think that the number one human need is everybody wants to feel seen. And mm-hmm. I think that you do that so well. And you just articulated that, that that's something that was really most important to you. And you have clearly been really good at that because you grew your Instagram following to almost 250,000 followers. And I know that so many people listening are always wondering how to create community and how mm-hmm. to have that kind of connection and engagement with their audience. Hmm. What advice do you have for people listening who'd love to do the same thing? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that has been game changing, not only game changing, but also really helped that continued growth and continued community growth um, has been storytelling. Because I've never really intentionally tried to be like, I'm marketing, you know, up until one time, somebody's like, you're a really genius marketer. I was like, Oh, I guess so. You know, but I think what really I have uh, been right. very in, I've been very intentional about what's the story? What's the piece of education or like lesson or takeaway and then what action step am I giving someone to implement? And I think writing in such a way that way and you know connecting in that way creates this like level of and I just write like I talk to like I for a little while I felt like I was trying to write in such a way that made me sound fancy <laughs> I'm like hold on uh no so really being intentional about that just how would I talk <laughs> to my friends and how do I really create that connection 
you know, that has been one of the biggest things because that's what caused people to start tagging their friends and being like, you've got to read this, you've got to see this, you know, and then sharing it and mm-hmm. resharing it. I actually grew on Facebook first because Instagram back in the day didn't have the story share, you know, this, the share option at all. And so Facebook kind of led to Instagram growth. Um, but I think it's really about telling stories and creating shareable content because, People trust their friends. I, I'm, I've done all the ads. Like you, I've had to do that for different things. But I think the most organic and like genuine growth when it comes to community growth, not just audience growth, has come from, you know, I think people trust their friends more than they trust a Facebook ad. And so it's like, where's mm-hmm. the time and the place for those things? And if I'm focusing on, you know, growth and continuing to build up this community, then I need to do something that would compel me to share. And if it's not going to compel me to share, then I shouldn't put it out there um, because I want it to be something that women can pass on. So that's been like the number one strategy. Yeah. I mean, there's all those little like growth hacks and all those things. And, but just outside of the, t- like there, yeah. you can teach, you can teach tangibles, you know, but you can't teach soft skills and you can't really teach the intangibles. Yes. So no one else has your story and no one else can be you. And it's crazy when I finally owned the story too, after several years of just kind of fumbling through like, what am I doing now? And now we're trying this program and now we're building this part of the brand. When I finally paused and looked back and I was like, I need to tell the story from start to finish. That changed everything too. That really created this new connection where people were like, oh, I get it. You know, so that's huge no matter what your industry is or what you talk about is. Yeah, I think that that makes so much sense. Okay, Jordan, this has been so awesome. But before we go on, let's just take a quick ad break. Did you know that women's razors can cost up to 15% more than men's? How crazy is that? But Billy has finally designed a razor built for the way women shave at a fair price. Billy delivers premium razors to you for half the price of what you'd find in the store. Go to mybilly.com slash dreamjob to get their starter kit, including two razor cartridges, a handle, and their magic magnetic holder for the shower. Their razor cartridge includes five American-made blades encased in aloe shave soap so you'll get the smooth the shave that's gentle on sensitive skin. I think it's really cool that they're bringing you high quality razors for such a good price because it can be really overwhelming when you go to the store and there's so many options and they're all expensive and you spend 10 minutes thinking, well, which one is going to actually work? Now you don't have to deal with any of that headache. To express a little love for don't keep your day job, go to mybilly.com slash dream job for 10% off your razor and get the best razor you will ever own for half the price of razors in the store. Plus shipping is always free. This is a limited time special offer. Go now to save 10% off your razor at mybilly.com slash dream job. Sometimes when we're working on our business, we face a challenge that doesn't fit our zone of genius. But finding the right freelance talent can sometimes be really time-consuming, frustrating, and expensive. Thanks to Fiverr, finding the right freelancer does not have to be a struggle. Fiverr's marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. These are services that you can trust. They have seller ratings and buyer feedback, so it's easy to review, compare, and purchase the services you need from sellers you trust. There's also no surprises. You'll know exactly what you're paying for upfront. My team has used Fiverr for basic photo editing and graphic design. It was really easy to find a freelancer who could provide these services and communicate with them. And they list things like how many renditions they'll do or how fast they can deliver your project, how much it's going to cost for extra add-ons. It's all really transparent, which is a win-win. Take five and check out fiverr.com and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using my code DREAMJOB. It's super easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R com. Use the code DreamJob. Again, that's Fiverr.com code DreamJob. I know that you said that it's it's so easy to you know talk about tactics, but like it's the soft skills that that's really where the heart is and that's the intangible. But I feel like our audience would love to hear one tactic. <laughs> What's one strategy, one specific thing that maybe is like a hard skill that they can maybe think about when growing their audience? So one tangible thing that has helped me when it comes to Instagram is a tactic that I've been trying to implement is creating more calls to action when it comes to the story, but mixing them up so that the calls to action don't get redundant. So that has been like this really interesting, I've been testing this in a way that's actually really helped with engagement too. So doing like a poll and a questions thing one day, and then the next day is a swipe up and a poll. And then the following day is, you know, send me a DM with X, Y, or Z and a swipe up, like having at least two calls to action every single day and then giving them something to do but not redundant. Like you don't want to be like, swipe up, swipe up, swipe up, swipe up. Um, But creating a little bit of like interaction with my audience. It's interesting how 
that has really helped with engagement and overall like reach. And then the second thing would be creating again, those shareables. So we try to do like probably now I'm really leaning into once every seven to 10 days doing a graphic that like my graphics don't get as much engagement in terms of likes, but they get a ton of shares. And so that actually helps my growth. Mm -hmm. Um, so a quote that really resonates in a way that like, that's like a traction piece, like that helps create traction if it resonates with your ideal client. So what, like, for example, I put a graphic up for someone who like kind of the core like marketing message of my book. And so anyone who would really benefit from my book would probably really love this graphic, even if they haven't bought the book yet. So we put that up and that had like Mm -hmm. thousands shares, you know? And so that helps my reach. And then people are like, what's this message? And where's it come from? And oh, where's this quote come from? Oh, it's this book. I should get this book. Right. So it doesn't only help with sales, but also with growth. That makes a lot of sense. And I love the idea of asking them for things like engaging with them in your stories. I've never heard anybody say that. Like you ask people to DM you about what? Like, what will you say? DM me what? So like, for example, I, you know, I just had this book come out not too long ago. And I said, Hey, if you leave a review, screenshot it and send it to me in a DM and I'll send you a voice text response. So what that's telling Instagram is sweet. Yeah. So that my audience feels so loved, so seen. And I love doing it. Like it's fun because they are, they are blessing me by taking 10 seconds of their day to leave a review. So that helps the book. But then I also get to send them a personal message. So I basically, what I do is I tell them to do that. And then I take one hour the next day to go through them and send the thank you message. But that also is genius for for Instagram because what did social media do as the algorithms have changed? Well, it's all about social engagement. Like when someone sends me a picture in a DM and then I respond with another medium, like either a message or an audio message or even a video, then they respond with like, oh my gosh, so cool to hear from you, you know, and they really go back and forth. And then that also shows Instagram, there's a true relationship being built here. So they'll push my content to that person more. So it creates this like network effect. And it helps with your engagement. That is amazing. I never would have thought of that, but that makes so much sense. And you are so generous to share all of that. And you're such a wealth of knowledge. And I want to hop along because you have so much going on besides just being a brilliant community leader. You have a podcast and I want to talk about it. So you started a podcast called She Podcast. And it's a personal Mm -hmm. development show for the everyday woman that offers conversational discussions, practical advice. Let's talk about why you started the show and what are you hoping that the listener receives? Hmm. So I love podcasting. First of all, it's like my favorite thing. Um, And I started it because I got to a point where, you know, I had done the Instagram game for several years, done the Facebook thing, built my email list, but I still felt like it was all like written text. And I was like, you know, I want to connect with my audience in a new level. And I'm just not ready for the YouTube game. Like I just, I've never really been much on, on the YouTube train. So it was a really good I guess, solution to that. But I also had been requested. I mean, I, my audience have been asking for it for a while, which is a really encouraging way to start. Um, but I really didn't know what I wanted it to be about. You know, I was like, there's so many different things I like to speak into. And I really felt like I needed to get clarity first. And so once I got that kind of, oh, okay, I feel like my core audience is like 18 to 34. And I'm like, what are these women experiencing in this season of life? And I really realized that a lot of them are entrepreneurs or a lot of them are, you know, building their careers and building their families. And basically they're all in in these early seasons of transition, whether they're going from grad school to their first job or, you know, singleness to marriage or having their first baby or moving for the third time. That was my story, you know, trying to figure out their dream. Like that's a very transitional time and it can be a very isolating time. And then how do you still live an intentional life and we're focused on personal growth when your life is chaos or seemingly chaos and you're trying to just figure it out. So yeah. I thought, you know what, I want to serve that audience because that's already who listens to me on social media and really help them with their personal growth in the areas of faith and you know career and business and their relationships. Like it's just kind of like a variety show and I wanted to bring on experts. And so that was, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like would serve my general wider audience more um, and very intentionally. So that was why I started it. And yeah. really, I think what my biggest thing was, is I felt like I hadn't found a podcast, at least for me up until that point. Where's the podcast that is giving me super clear solutions every single show? So that's what I wanted to center my show around. And I really wanted to pinpoint specific problems that women in these transitional seasons of life were, you know, early transitional seasons of life were facing. And so we really have focused on like what to do when you have unfigured out dreams and then actually having like 
four steps, you know, um, those kind of things. Yeah. And so we've really centered the show around that. And it's been really, really cool to see. And so I always hope that somebody walks away, not only feeling understood, but also having anywhere from one to four tangible action items or takeaways that they can implement immediately. Yeah. I love that. You have an episode on what to do when you're lacking direction. And I know mm-hmm. that purpose is something that's really important to you and help helping people find their purpose. And I think so many people in our audience sometimes feel frustrated because there's three possible things that they could do. They're not sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what should someone do when they're seeking clarity on which route to go? Yeah. So I kind of have put purpose and then like genius zone slash passions into different categories. Because I for for me, mm-hmm. I've really defined purpose specifically as like, what is the ultimate significance of my life? Like, if all the titles and career tracks and options and all those things that can totally overwhelm us, if those were taken away, like, what's the ultimate why? Because we can, I think, have different levels of why. And so my deepest why mm-hmm. is ultimately like, love God and love people. Now, I think once we can establish that, we that's where we start to get frustrated because we're like, okay, let's say I agree with that. Then what are the specific routes in which I can uniquely carry that out, right? What can I actually help people with mm-hmm. and what area of their life am I most equipped to help them with? But what I've realized is I think we're all trying to find like our career or the business we want to build based off of a passion that we have. And one thing that I've found as someone who is multi-passionate is that can be totally overwhelming. Cause like you just said, I have three passions or three things I could pursue. And I'm honestly pretty decent at all of them. So now I'm overwhelmed and can't make a, make a decision or I've tried them all. And now I'm spinning too many plates and I feel like I'm lacking direction or I'm pulled in too many directions. And so I realized maybe we shouldn't be trying to monetize our passions. Maybe we need to really zero in and monetize our genius zone. And there's a difference. And so for Mm. example, like with me, I was like, man, I have like monetized so many different passions from like retail store to blog, to podcast, to coaching, to da, 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 da. And I got to the point where I was like, I have too many things going. And then I was like, you know, I don't know why I can't just pick one of those. Like, why can't I just pick one of those and run in it? And then I got more frustrated because I'm like, and I can talk to any of my friends. I've coached influencers. I've coached many of my friends who run businesses and been able to help them like identify what's going to be the smartest route of like plan of action and run with it. But I can't do that for myself. And I was like, why can't I do that for myself? Why am I so frustrated? And then I had this big epiphany. I was like, well, that's because I have multiple passions and I'm trying to pick just one. Instead, maybe I need to zero in on what comes easiest to me. And it's helping other people pick their genius Mm. zone or find their genius zone. So my genius zone is helping other people find their genius zone instead of trying to do all these passions. It was like so eye-opening. So I think we lump purpose and passions and genius zone and business and all these things into one category when in reality, they're really not the same thing. So I think that's really where we start. Yeah. And so what do you usually encourage people to do when you're coaching them to help them find out what is their genius zone? What would be the questions you'd ask yourself to figure out what the answer is? So I think there's an element of practicality to this whole thing. Because for example, like when I've been coaching women, I'm like, when you're trying to build 15 bridges, at least in my own experience, it's really hard to narrow down which bridge you should build first. Cause a lot of them are like half built. And so it sometimes can yeah. come down to not only like what excites you and what are you good at? Like those are still heart things. Like let's get down to the hard practicals here. Um, what's going to be the fastest one that you can build and what's going to be the one that's going to be the most wise, I guess, financially. Like, which one's not going to put you into debt or which one can you like actually complete first? Which bridge can you complete first? Even if it doesn't necessarily seem to excite you the most, at least complete that bridge or stop building it. I think that's how you start narrowing down which bridge you really need to focus on because I think most women or many women don't really know what they're best at, but they know a variety of things that they're good at. And so they half build about 12 bridges and then they don't know how to narrow down Mm -hmm. to one or two. So that's the biggest thing is like, let's just look at it practically, eliminate some of the bridges that really aren't that practical right now so that you can really get focused. And then of these maybe three or four remaining, which one actually lights you up the most and which one have you gotten results on? Zero in on that and finish the bridge, like have a kick butt bridge before you do anything else. Yeah. And I want to also make sure that we we talk about your book because it's so great. And it just came out a few weeks ago. It's called Own Your Everyday. And it's all about how to overcome the pressure to prove and show up for what you were made to do, which I love. And I want you to tell us like what your intention was when writing that book, why you wanted to write it, why you felt so strongly about writing it and what you really wanted to convey. 
Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. I get so many questions from women in different seasons of life, whether she is finishing college or five years into her career or a new mom. And she's asking ultimately in so many different ways, the bottom line question is, how do I figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life? How do I find my purpose? And I just really sat on that question for a while. And then I also really paid attention to a lot of the messaging women were getting um, because I felt like it was one of two things. It was either be content where you are, just be present. And we need that. Or it was, hey, go after your dreams. Nothing matters more than your happiness. Run over everyone else to get there. Don't stop till you get to the top. Like be a girl boss. And it's like, Okay, you know, and I feel like I was kind of drained by both of those messages because, you know, on the one hand, right. I'm an achie- I'm an achiever. So the whole like be content, be still and be present message is like boring to me after a while. Like I know I need that, but getting that wasn't really working. And then on the flip side, the other one is like really motivating, super empowering. I mean, I'm here for it, but then I was also like that's creating this massive pressure to prove and I feel like it's like got this underlying message of like be everything to everyone at all times, even if you don't know what you're doing. And so yeah. I really wanted to create a resource that kind of brought both those messages together. It's like, yes, go after that big thing, try it. But what about like, you know, what about the woman who's like, I don't even know what my thing would be. Like, I think that's a real problem. And no one was talking about it. Everyone was telling us to go after our dreams. And so many people are like, I have unfigured out dreams. And I can't even like, figure out what I want to do. So, you know, when I was formulating this, this message and this book, it was not just to encourage you to go after the thing, but also to help you be okay with when you aren't quite sure what the thing is. And really be intentional at where you are to maybe start defining that. And so it was kind of like the pre, (laughs) the message that comes prior to like, go for it, you know? So that was a big thing. And I just really want to create a resource for the women who are like, I'm chasing after something more, really not even sure what that something more is yet. And I also still need to find contentment and purpose where I am with what I have, because otherwise I'm going to be miserable. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're just going to take a quick ad break. Thanks to our sponsors. And we'll be right back. I always say the number one thing to grow your business is to build your audience. And as you probably know, building a community can be a challenge. But with a mighty network, you're able to build a community that's so valuable, you can charge for it. And it's so well designed that it essentially runs itself. Go to mightynetworks.com to get started. Their setup process is super easy and simple. So you'll be up and running in just minutes. They have some pretty incredible examples of people who are scaling their audience on Mighty Networks. Like a yoga instructor doubled the size of her community to 90,000 members in just one month on her own Mighty Network. And an author was able to debut on the New York Times bestseller list from the book she pre-sold in her Mighty Network. I think it's super interesting and it's a tool I definitely could have used when I was first building my businesses and the communities around them. You can create your own content and activity feed. You can comment and cheer on your members or direct message them. There's really a lot of neat features built in. So I think you'll want to check it out. Right now, they're offering the best deal they have available anywhere at MightyNetworks.com slash DreamJob. You'll get three months free when you sign up for a year, but you have to go to MightyNetworks.com slash DreamJob. This is their very best deal. Three months free. Go right now to MightyNetworks.com slash DreamJob. It's safe to say that we all love payday, but as a business owner, sometimes it's a headache to deal with all the payroll and taxes. You can now tame the chaos of payroll benefits and HR with Gusto. With Gusto, you can get payroll benefits, HR, and management tools all in one place. Gusto automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes. They also have fast, easy-to-run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s, plus health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. You can sign, store, and organize employee documents all online, and running payroll with Gusto takes about 11 minutes on average. So instead of spending hours stressing over this, you can save time and use that time to work on other more exciting parts of your business that's going to get you fired up. So it's no surprise that Gusto was named the best online payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dream job. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash dream job. You have a chapter on overcoming imposter syndrome, which is mm-hmm. so important. What do you think is the secret to overcoming that? Um, being coachable. (laughs) Um, I think the reason imposter syndrome can feel so strong is because usually I feel like an imposter when I'm trying to fake it till I make it instead of just being like, actually, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me? Like, it's actually very freeing to just admit when you don't know. I, I think imposter syndrome feels like you're an imposter when you're trying to fake that you know something that you don't. Of course you feel fake, right? So it's like maybe if we just got out of that mindset and actually just started having a humility to admit when we don't know and the willingness to be coachable regardless of how much experience we have or how much we think we rock, like 
that helps us more than it hurts us. I don't think it hurts us at all. So that's been huge for me is just getting to the point yeah. where I'm like, hey, you know what? Can you help me? I really don't know. I'm new to this. It's my first time writing a book. Let me call three authors that I know and be honest with my audience and my and my community about the fact that, I, you know what? I'm not really sure. I'm working on this. Like, thanks for supporting me through this. You know, and I think that yeah. creates like this yeah. human connection and it takes the pressure off a lot. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like um, one of the other things you talk about in the book is getting rid of excuses and unnecessary stress. What mm-hmm. would you say to someone who says to you, I really want to start my own podcast or I want to write a book, but I don't have time. I don't have money. I'm not as smart as you. I don't have the resources. What would you say to them? You know, there's there's an element of being realistic. Like if you don't have anyone to listen to the podcast, then maybe start there. Focus on building that a little bit. Um, but beyond that, I think there's also you don't have to climb a mountain in a day. Like you're not going to write a book, start a podcast, and build a business all in the same month. And I think thinking about that is so exhausting. And I, I think we're often told that like you can get from A to B in six weeks. To some degree, that's true if you're super like intentional and don't have any other. Th- things to do with your life. But I think there's a wisdom in starting small and being like, okay, I always say incremental, implementable, imperfect action. And that's a mouthful. But the reason Mm. I say that is because those three things have to go together when you are pursuing the purpose on your life, at least in this season, in a specific way. So whether that is starting a podcast or doing something like that, it's like, okay, what is an incremental step you can take toward that plan? And what incremental step is something that is also implementable in this season of life with your current resources, your current community, your current time, right? Your current knowledge of how to do that. And then what is something that you can do imperfectly? So that has to be a step that is small, that is practical, that you can actually implement. So like maybe with your current income or time or whatever, you're not going to go produce like a radio level show, right? You might just get a very simple, simple microphone, something like that. Like what is truly in your power right now that where you can start and then just take imperfect action and try it. Small, tiny steps that you can implement right now. So I think that helps break it down and not feel like, oh, I'm not good enough because that's like a huge mountain to climb and I'm not like so-and-so. No, you're not like so-and-so and and you're not going to do it like so-and-so. So So how can you start where you are with what you have because you're looking at their middle and that's not going to work? Yeah, absolutely. I think that what you just said makes a lot of sense. I think so often people think that they have to either do it perfectly or not do it at all. And I think sometimes we don't think that there's room for us. Like there's already Mm -hmm. Jordan, she's already doing it. You know, why does it matter what I have to say if people already said it? What do you have to say to that? That comes back to your unique angle and your story. Like, yes, there are 15 other women probably doing very similar type of work to me than me and probably have even more successful podcasts. The difference is, we're in slightly different seasons of life, maybe. They didn't start with an Etsy store. They, you know, might not share my faith. They might not have be married. Like there are these other elements to me outside of just the tangible work specifically or the general concepts I'm talking about that give me unique perspectives. Like I don't know anyone else talking about incremental, implementable, imperfect action, but I do know a lot of people who do personal development and that doesn't mean there's not space for me, you know? So it's just like, what's your unique angle? Yeah. What story do you bring to the table? And, you know, there was a girl... A while ago, I was coaching and she's a fitness coach. Well, do you know how many fitness coaches exist in the world? Like a bajillion, right? So I was like, okay, what do you do? And she says, I coach women in their health. I said, no, you don't. And she said, what do I do? I said, you need to figure out your unique angle. I need you to ask your audience what their greatest challenges are when it comes to staying healthy. And what she got back was, I don't have time. And when I go to the gym, I feel awkward. I said, great. So you're not just a fitness coach. You are a health coach who specifically helps women who feel awkward when they go to the gym and only have time to work out probably twice a week. How can they stay healthy? And that was just like mind blowing for her. Mm -hmm. And actually kind of for me too, I was like, I didn't even really think that specifically until she asked her people. And so it's just finding what expertise you bring to the table and then what unique pain point can you speak into? Because she had been in that place. She's like, actually, that makes so much sense because I've been that girl. I was like, perfect. So it's just finding your angle. That's like, for me, my angle is the whole multi-passionate. Like that's why this book I think has resonated with so many people. You know how many other like inspirational personal development books are out there about like finding your purpose and going after it, like the purpose-driven life, you know, like all these things. But the reason mine has been resonating is because I talk about like, well, what about those of us with unfigured out dreams and multiple passions? Because that's been my story the last five years. And I get it because that's a real struggle. There's a unique angle there. I'm not just saying like, I'm not just rah, rah, go for it. It's like, what do you do when this is your pain point? This is what we're talking about. 
Yeah. And one of the things that I want to sort of end with, which I think is what makes you stand out the most to me, is there's a lie that you can't live your God-given purpose until you reach a certain goal or a milestone, you arrive at a certain thing. And everyone's telling you, like you said, everyone's telling us to go as fast as we can and 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 fake it till you make all that stuff that you said, but you're really helping people find their purpose right in this moment. What does that mean? How do we overcome the lie that we can't live our purpose until we reach a certain place and arrive at a certain destination? So I think a lot of us um, often say, I want to find my purpose, right? We're all looking for our thing, the thing that lights us up, the thing that makes us feel fulfilled, like we're doing meaningful work in the world. Like it's a really good desire. But I think that I kind of got to this point where I was like, why are we all saying I need to find my purpose as if it's lost? Like it's as if we're making it contingent upon some future discovery. We are spending so much time getting too caught up in the specifics that we miss the significance. It's not that the specifics are not important, but I think we are depending on those specific positions or roles or whatever seasons to give us the satisfaction or like the sense of fulfillment that only really ultimately understanding our significance can bring. And so it's like we're we're getting them backwards. And so I often explain it like, look, if you're waiting, like if you say my purpose is to be a mom, what happens when your kids grow up and move away? Is your purpose gone now because you're not mothering right now? Or hey, my purpose is to be a doctor. Okay, cool. What happens after you retire? You know, there's all these things. So it's like making your purpose contingent upon a certain position is kind of making the problem worse. And of course, you're going to be frustrated. So I think it's first owning our purpose and understanding that that's not something we have to find. It's actually something that's within us that we bring to those places, it creates a lot of freedom with, okay, well, then I can try something. I can just create an Etsy store and like still be living my purpose even before someone makes a purchase, right? And so it actually makes, I think, the process of finding the things that we really enjoy a lot more fun because it helps take the pressure off because I think when we're trying to find something that isn't lost, it creates this unnecessary pressure to like figure it out instead of just discovering what we love as we go and the unique ways we can carry out our purpose rather than withdraw or take it from a certain position or a certain milestone. Yeah, that's so true. And what what would you encourage listeners right now to do like in their everyday right now to just feel more awake to their purpose today? Um, I think regardless of what you're doing with your work or your business, your career, any of that, um, go love somebody, seriously, because I think we often can get so stuck in our own head and so focused on our own goals. And while those things are so important, um, I think sometimes we just need to wake ourselves back up to like what ultimately matters, what's going to matter at the end of my life, like the, what lasts, you know, like what can I take with me? And that's really all that is, is have I loved people well? Have I made an impact? So if you're feeling like, I don't know my purpose, I'm discouraged, like take cookies to your neighbor, go volunteer to help a friend, like do something to get outside your head and go love somebody. That is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. Tell us where we can find you. I am on the Instagram as Jordan Lee Dooley. And also I am online as jordanleedooley.com. And that's where the book is and resources, podcasts, everything else. Thank you so much, Jordan. Guys, go check out her podcast. She has a book that you're going to love. Thank you so much for sharing everything today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. That was so much fun. Okay, here are the takeaways. Number one, no matter what heartbreak you're going through or insecurity you're facing, your brokenness is welcome here. Number two, no one else has your story. No one else can be you. Number three, don't fake it till you make it. Admit what you don't know and ask for help. Number four, you don't have to climb a mountain in a day. Take incremental, implementable, and imperfect action. Number five, hone in on what expertise you bring to the table and what unique pain points you can speak to. Number six, purpose is not something we find. It's something that's already within us that we bring to each new place in life. And number seven, go love somebody. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show. You have no idea what it means to me. If you haven't already done so, please take a second to subscribe because it is free as always. And I don't want to see you missing out on any of the awesome stuff we have coming up. If you liked this episode or any episode, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with another soul who might really benefit from hearing this message. You never know what kind of light you could spark in someone else just by sending them a text and saying, here, check this out. 
Um, you guys are the best. I can't wait to see who I'm going to be giving these free workshops to. So if you want to get in on this, you should go to um, don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and sign up to be a dream ambassador, which is free and check out the details for the first assignment. It is due July 29th. And when you complete it, you get two coachings as well as you'll be entered into a raffle for a lunch with me at one of my favorite hotels in Bel Air. And you'll be entered into a raffle for a mastermind session where I can really sit and help you process what it is that you want to do and how we can actually move that dream forward and see the momentum coming to life. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Like a soldier